the spot. Hair by Martel, 9825 Camper Road, Spring Valley, California, 91977. And my name is Tariq Harris. Shamiko Harris. And we, we're here with Armand King. How you doing today, man? Man, I'm doing fantastic. How you doing? Yep. Blessed. Blessed? Yep. Yes. Okay. Tell us a bit about yourself. And first of all, I'm, let me just say, I'm, I'm grateful to be on this show. I'm grateful to be sitting next to y'all two young brothers and seeing y'all actually, um, you know, doing something that's productive and positive and pushing for something better in life right now. You know what I mean? And at least just getting this trade up under your belt. It's just one thing, one more thing you'll be able to add to your, your life, man. And I, I commend y'all. Um, Thanks. Thank for you. real, for real. For real, for real. This is amazing, man. You could be doing a million other things right now. It's Saturday morning. Yeah. 11 o'clock. Yeah. You could be asleep. <laughs> you, could right be, you could be you could be with the homies, you know. And as we just talked about before we started the show, it was five. But now it's you two that's here, dedicated here regularly, you know what I mean, which is a great, I just, that's great. There's a lot of people your age that's, that's not here, and you know them too. Yeah. Yeah, but a little bit about myself, just, just even me saying that to y'all, man, I'm you. You know, I'm from right here, San Diego, California, grew up uh, southeast, mostly Spring Valley areas where my, uh, you know, but between Spring Valley and... Um, Skyline area is kind of where I grew up, but I've been throughout the Southeast. I've been throughout San Diego my whole life, um, but just grew up through the, through, and I'm 80s baby, grew up through the gang era, crack epidemic, grew up through the, the, the pimp, epi, pimp and prostitution epidemic, and I'm just lucky to be alive, man. I'm one of eight of my best friends that's still, uh, you know, out of eight of my best friends, I'm one of four that's still alive right now. Most of my friends have been killed. You know, uh, up until 2017, I lost two of my best friends back to back within 60 days of each other. That was just two years ago. And then my little cousin, my little cousin, 21, died 60 days after that. 2017 was a horrible year. Uh, but, yeah, that, I mean, that's a little bit about myself. But my, my life now is dedicated towards helping uh, stopping the cycle of death and incarceration that's been Im- impacting and inflicting our, um, you know, our hoods for my whole life, your whole life. Right. Yeah, that's real. For sure. So... What's the plan that you have to stop the cycle of death and incarceration? Uh, really, like like we have the saying right now, we got to save ourselves. You know, it's been it's never for for people of color. For let's just be specific, for black people here in America, it's never been like we've had an even playing field. We came here under distress, kidnapped, tortured, blah blah, blah all the stuff. Mm-hmm. We know slavery. That's not it taught in schools like that. But we that's how we started here. So it's never been like well we were up. And then we fail or we had it good and we messed it up. Nah, it's never been okay. It's never been. You know what I mean? So uh, what I've noticed is like we've been as a lot of our folks, we wait until like someone's coming to save us. Mm -hmm. It's like there's some outside entity that's going to care enough about y'all lives. That's like, hold up. They need help. They had it messed up. Let's go help them. Here's some money. Here are the proper amount of resources to help build your community so the kids can stop going through this cycle. That ain't happened yet. Right. I'm, I'm, th- I'm young, too. You're young. I'm 38. Mm-hmm. I'm still young. My bro over here, he older than me. You know, it ain't happened in my lifetime. 38 years. Let's just use my life. We ain't going to go beyond that. Ain't nobody came in damn near 40 years. So at what point in time do we not realize we need to go after and save ourselves? The Calvary's not coming. You know what I mean? So your question was, how do I plan on doing that? And I'm just out of my mouth speaking. The plan is in place. You know, when I really realized that I had a bunch of young homies come sit down with me. 
probably about 30 young my young homies that were watching me when I was in the streets and I didn't pay no attention to them. I didn't know they were watching me. I didn't know they were watching my friends. I was 17, 18 years old. You don't think that the 10 year old in the neighborhood is looking up to you, your neighbor, your little bro, your little cousin. You don't know they're admiring everything you do. And you even if you don't t- you you might even if you tell them out the out your mouth you might tell them bad you might tell them good but they're watching your movements and your action you are the model of what they they're gonna be all right many of us didn't have fathers so we had to look at the next male figure around us as the role model and most of them was misguided too in our community so what happened is I ha- I realized we needed to um, I could take my little homies now and I could get them all sacked up right how about that. Let me go get some dope. We're going to all get sacked up. We're going to get some money. But I know where that's going to lead. We've done that before. People have done that before. You're going to jail, bro. You're not getting away. Not at all. Maybe temporarily. They're just going to add up more time. There's, it's impossible to get away with street crime these days. You, it can happen. You're, you're the exception. Or they ain't even want you. The way we're monitored right now is so vicious. They're on you. You can't get away. So I could have did that with the little homies. We'd have all ended up in jail. I would have had an orange jumpsuit on with a leadership role facing 25, 50 years of life. You know what I mean? So I said, nah, that's when I went to the drawing board. Like, what can we do, though? If I got this many young homies right now that's looking up to me off of, some, uh, off of a clique and a crew I created as a 15-year-old boy, what could I do differently with this group that wasn't done for me? You know, the Bloods and the Crips didn't start off banging on each other. They was protecting the community against racist attacks that were coming in. They eventually led to that due to crack, chemical warfare stuff that happened to our community. But it started in the minds of young individuals like yourself. The Bloods and the Crips, the largest black organization in the world ever in history. There's millions of members of Bloods and Crips around this world right now. They don't have a mission, a leader. But the fact that it got created out of some little homies in the hood created that years ago. And it still exists in today. So that's power. And I thought about that. I'm like, we can have power. We just didn't know how to direct it. So let me flip this and take my little homies. We're going to build. You know what I mean? We're going to build. So it started off. We have a program. Uh, I started a nonprofit, Paving Great Futures, 2012. And that was for um, the purpose of it long term is to build an entity. Because right now, homies don't know if you just needed help and you really needed help from someone you to depend on, believe in, to get resources, to get job training that you trusted, where would you go? Who do you trust? Who could you just go to right now and you know is going to take care of the stuff you need to? because you want to get your life together? I want to get on this path. Where do you go? We needed to create that. Right. That's why, we're, that's why our, our, our group color is the brightest color known to man. We chose that on purpose because, you know, it was a lot of older homies, no disrespect to them. I'm talking about like people that were active, community activists, leaders and stuff. We didn't know them growing up. So you mean a highlighter color? We had a highlighter color. We call it beam green. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. The, like I'm saying, because people would be like, uh, man, we've, we've been here. Like we were kids. Like we were here. We had this group, that group. I'm like, bro, we didn't know you existed. We, when we was out here in the turf, we didn't know you was around. You know, so I'm like, I never we never wanted to be that group that the young homies did not know where to get help from. So, I mean, if I got this bright ass color on, I'm a mile away. You're going to see me. <laughs> They're going to be like, hey, where the hell? Oh, right there. You know, we said we're going to be the light guard. We're going to be the light at the end of the tunnel. But you're going to need some light guiding you through that motherfucker. Excuse my language. I'll know how I am. I apologize. <laughs> I, I will refrain from my, my cuss, my, my cussing. OK, <laughs> but yeah. 
Anyway. So, yeah, tell us a bit more about Paving Great Futures. Like, what have you guys done for the youth? Uh, so, Paving Great Futures on a regular – so, we started in 2012. We've run programs. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the base because it's a whole lot, and, and you can get, it, get more information on our, our website, so I don't bore you with details. But we have six core competencies, right? Yeah. Financial literacy. It's not how much you make. It's how much you keep. We don't know about money. Money got – we like, we – most of the homies is getting in trouble behind trying to get some money. Right. We don't really get we don't just go do dumb stuff. We do. But not like that. Most of the time we commit crimes because it's something to do with economics. So we need to learn about finances, how to get it correctly. Right. Entrepreneurship. Many of us have an entrepreneur boss like mentality, but it's never been grafted or pulled out of you or, or nurtured in school because they just treat treat training you to go to prison or to go work in someone's factory. But inside, it's like I don't want to work in nobody's factory. I want to own my own building. You know what I mean? I want to see my name up high. I deserve it. I feel it. I'm a natural king. You know it. So entrepreneurship, job readiness, because not everybody's an entrepreneur. Not everybody's a leader. Know your role. And if your role is to be the leader of this sh- of a show, of a business or something so you can employ your other folks, then that's your role. You know what I mean? So, But some, most of us, we need jobs. We got to pay our bills. So job readiness, um, community service, civic engagement, you know, and um Community service, civic engagement, responsible life skills. Okay, so we got all these core competencies in several different programs. Um, the youth, we have two program. We have a program inside of Bell Middle School right now. That's a school I went to when I was a kid. It's called Empire, and we use the music media industry to teach these kids how to be entrepreneurs. They're learning stocks. They're learning the music industry. They're learning branding. A lot of similar stuff that's taught right here at KBLK, and that's what we do with them every year for the past six years. We run. We host a youth hip-hop summit at san diego state right and have a competition you know give a thousand dollar prize to the winner um, the positive hip-hop contest different breakaway sessions all kind of good activities but uh, as far as helping the youth we act youth on probation we mentor them on a regular basis uh, yeah you thought you thought we you know, they say you thought our future they're not our future they're all right now you feel me yeah. i'm not waiting for later we need we need y'all sharp right now yeah. you feel me Something about that. Who said that? That Pac, Pac on the end of that Nipsey. That Pac on the end of that Kendrick Lamar when he was like something about black men. When you turn thirty, you start. You get passive, and I feel it. I feel it. Y'all got the fire right now, and what that fire is is y'all fearless right now. Of course. And I can't lie. As you get older, you start to get more fearful. You feel me? And you get not even necessarily fearful. You get more cautious because you've experienced stuff. Like back in the day when I was 18, I crossed this country with a, my trunk full of pounds. I wouldn't care. Taking risks, doing all kind of crazy stuff for, for the money. I didn't care because I didn't understand the consequences. But then I ended up doing three years in the feds and all that got brought right back to my life. But see, now I've learned. But see, y'all don't have that fear. So with the proper guidance and that fearlessness, y'all could take over the world. That's deep. Right now, you feel me? We just didn't have the guidance. I was taking over the world on a on a money making mission. I was take I was trying to take over the world pimping. I was trying to take over the world selling selling weed. Man, at at twenty years old, I made a quarter million dollars within six months. I'm at my height. You know what I mean? I, nothing. I, with no guidance though. But but there was really intelligence, and that's a lot of the homies in the hood. We have these intelligence, but we're not being taught how to use that right. You know, you selling drugs. No, you're an entrepreneur. You're a businessman. You just have the wrong product. (laughs) You got the wrong product. product. Mm -hmm. But no one, you know, but you got people in the neighborhood that's like, oh, yeah, here, take this. This is what you're going to do. Whoop-de-whoop. Go get it. 
but you don't. But what's rare and lacking is that personhood that you're listening to. That's like here, you know, eBay, you set up your account, do this. You know, they have uh, you can showing you how to do this stuff, showing you about E-Trade, showing you these things that you can do from your house broke. You don't even have to have no money yet. Showing you how to flip stuff out the flip stuff out the dollar store and keep building until you got racks. No one's teaching you this stuff. But that's why we need to change this around. Like I said at the beginning, no one's coming to help us. Okay? I've, I'm not waiting. <laughs> so, so how do you feel about reparations? Um, it, it's like, duh. <laughs> like, how are we even having this conversation? Exactly. Like, duh. Now it's just, we know it for sure it, it duh. You, this country owes the hell out of the descendants of the slaves that were brought here. Period. Now, how that's broken down and that's delivered, I don't know. Honestly, have not even given it the time and thought of how that's broken down. Because like I said, I don't think it's ever going to happen. So I want to apply my attention. Forget that reparations. Let's reparate ourselves. I'm not waiting on anybody to come do the work we can do for ourselves. And the longer we continue to face and think that, then we're just, time is just ticking. We're losing more homies to prison, more to the grave, more to poverty. More to police. More to the system as a whole. Because even the police, they have a place. The police, they're not the boss. That's a guard. The police are the guard dogs for the system. The police were created to capture runaway slaves. They were created to, to, to protect slave masters' property. They're still doing their job very well. So that's what they were created for. But if we create our own, if we ended up with um, what, what's being built and have a business incubator, something that's teaching you with your skills and ideas that you have, because you're doing radio now, but you probably got a bunch of other ideas and things you might want to do and interest. But now you have somebody that helped you build that. You went through this system. They helped you get your business started. And we started doing this for several people, 20 people, 30 people. Now you have a whole area with businesses owned by us. Then you start getting people that's into real estate and buying apartment buildings and property around that same area and only and allowing certain people in. Right. You just built your own city. You protect your own city with your own guard force. The police will not mess with you. Mm-hmm. So what, what do you think turns you away from getting jobs? What's that? A lot of the youth turn to crime and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, what keeps them away from getting jobs? What keeps them away from getting jobs? There are no jobs for the youth. When I was 15 years old, there was a thing called hire a youth. You could go to school, get your work, get a, a temporary work permit and go work. I worked at the rec center in Lemon Grove. My homie worked at the Cancer Society. My other homie worked at Lemon Grove Middle at the school. Like it, w- it was something. It was something. But where where can you go get a job right now at 16 years old, 17, now to get you started and get the skills? Where? I don't even know. Because it, it's, 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 it's rare to non-existent. You feel me? And the, and the, 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 the workforce is so much in need for it right now. You got adults with, with degrees and high school diplomas going after the same job a 16-year-old going for. Who they going to hire? Right. Who they going to hire for the same amount of money? Not so, It's not set up. And once again, I'm just going to keep bringing this back to if we create our own jobs, though. We're not worried about where the youth go get a job from because it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> Wooty Whoop over here on Imperial got this. Not even just that. Not even let's not even just keep us ca- uh, captured in the southeast. That's cool. The office is in Imperial is, is on Imperial, but right. you're going to be working in Torrey Pines Ooh. and you make it twenty five dollars an hour. Here's your, you know, things like that. But we got to we have to create it. I'm not waiting on nobody to come help us, bro.
Yeah, we need more support too with that. I feel like more people should support that. Right. And get the word out. Yeah. That's big. 100%. So is there any like politicians doing anything you see? Yeah, 100%. Oh, let me oh, praise and salute. Praise and, to the, and saluting the queen, Shirley Weber. She just got woman of the, uh, woman of the year of 2019 from San Diego Union Tribune. Put that on. I seen it in a Sacramento newspaper. She's a G. Salute her. So talking about politicians really making moves for the people. That's I, I can't think of anybody more than her. And then right here, if you want to go even more local right now with uh, Monica Montgomery, shout out to her. And we got some good... Um, political moves happening right now and like with monica we you know helped put her in office the yeah, community so did with that being said what could they do more like what could the next mayor do to really help the youth get jobs black youth essentially they um I, for one get the higher youth program back started put some funding into um organizations that are purposely trying to help that population get jobs that's what he can do he could help get the right amount of funding to um because even there so there's a Here's a quick plan. This is popping in my head right now. Let's say there's there's about a hundred something, at least a hundred black owned, minority owned businesses that I know. If they made a line item in the budget, carved out some money in that budget yearly to subsidize these employers will hire you, hire youth because the city will subsidize if not pay all their their uh their how much it cost you know for you to work there but some of it so an employer is more likely to have you come on cuz now they got an employee that I'm not paying full wages for you you know so things like that and then to keep us in the community so you don't have to worry about it. you got kids you and you you got a job but you got to work in Claremont but you live in Spring Valley just getting there is a hassle you right. know what i mean <clears throat> this the community got spots right there so those are things. It needs to be. It needs to be money really invested into getting youth jobs. That's true. It's not hard. This ain't rocket science. It's been done before. Mm-hmm. So it so it goes back to: Do you really want to give youth jobs? Do you really mm-hmm. want to? And if you don't make these moves, I don't need you to tell me you don't want to. You show me with your actions. That's true. They do a lot of like talking about what they're going to do. For the benefit of our community, but they never do it. There's no action. That's politics. And I'm going to rewind back throughout this session. Do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. I'm not mad at anybody. It is not this other person's job to come take care of your family. It isn't. It is not this other person's job. And if we haven't learned yet, when when Obama was president, what majorly changed in the black community? Nothing. Not one president. Not one. Okay. So and that's the highest level of politics that it gets, and it ain't nothing changed from there. I'm n- let's not wait anymore. We're too smart. Mm-hmm. You ain't gonna be 18, but for so long, use this energy and this time now. And it ain't even about you. Is we need to make this stop for the generation after you, the generation after that. With so our legacy. minds, our m- legacy, our minds got to be three generations down the line. If you're living and you're building, you think for you right now, you're, it's fruitless. You know what I mean? But what's happening, we're, we're planting seeds for your grandkids. They're not going to live the same way we had to live. Mm. So we're putting in work now for them. This ain't for us. Generational wealth. Generational wealth. Yeah, like Straight that. up. Straight up. Yeah, that takes, the, that takes away all the selfishness. Like, if you live for people like your descendants, mm-hmm. that's really how the billionaires was living. They were yes. living for their descendants. And look at them now. Yep. Ruling the world. Look at them now. Even yeah. if you look at cultures like um, 
like let's say the Italian Italians when they got came in here they were discriminated against, hated against, all the stuff. Not as much as black people, people of color, but they had yeah. their they had their level of discrimination too. Then you had heavy mafia influence. Those people that were in the mob, they was deep across this country, deep. Yeah. Their kids, some of the kids got into the work, but they was putting their kids and their grandkids into college and becoming lawyers and judges and all this other stuff while they were here. Because setting them up, they had to go get hard. They had to get dirty. But they knew it, they were thinking three generations ahead. We're going to get dirty right now, but it's going to be so our kids can own stuff. You know, we but so I, I don't say we don't. We just need to get our mind back, bro. We've had our brain and our mind totally ripped from our body over a 400-year process. Mm. So it's not like we're just naturally... We're not dumb. We've, we, we're creators of this, this earth. You know what I mean? We're not stupid people. Never have been. We've been taught and trained to that we were stupid. Less than three-fifths of a human being. This was taught and trained behavior. And we're acting out self-hate in our, our own being right now. So we are in the process. And it's happening. You notice the gangbanging like, like, like it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Things have changed. Right. You got homies that's hanging out with homies from other hoods all day long right now. You know, the mentality is changing. Most of the homicides we've had that have been so-called gang related have been homie on homie. It ain't been I'm going on to the other side and riding on them. There's a mentality switch happening. There's a Nipsey YG relationship. There's there's the you know. There's a switch happening right now. Our job is to push it because we've never had this in the past 50 years. So you mean with that switch, is it more unity being built? Yeah, a whole lot more. It's tremendous. I love it. We're just pieces of the puzzle. It's happening right now. So now it's like while you have this energy, you go hard as hell right now to push this change. Okay, because this is the time. Never before did we have social media where we could connect like this. Right. You got a radio show that's going that can be aired. And people, as long as you have the Internet, you can hear this in South Africa right now. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. For little to no money. It has a cost attached to it. It's not free, but it's not try to do this 30 years ago in the broadcast to, to South Africa. <laughs> you would have been up in a hundred and a hundred thousands, if not million dollars to broadcast, bro. Right. You can pick up your phone and go live on Facebook right now and... Thousands of people can see you. Right. How pow- don't don't overlook how powerful we how much power we have and how many tools we have right now. And broke. We don't have don't like that. But we can. Let's get it, man. It's a good day to live in. What's happening, man? What's up, bro? What's going on? Demon. You know, another day just being blessed. Yes, sir. You know? Eyes open, right? Yeah. Yeah, nothing to complain about, bro. Yeah, so tell them tell them about the take them to church. Oh, take them to church, man. Yeah, so uh, she really kind of started from, where did it start from? Man, a little minute ago. So basically, really, down to this KBLK radio, you know, myself, 2015, uh, myself and about four other homies from different, all from different hoods, we went to the Million Man March in D.C. together. Some of us didn't even know each other, but we went out there, went with uh, Minister Hugh, a couple of brothers from the nation, shot out there, and, and we had to... You know, you had homies from the South, from Lincoln, Skyline, Parkside, uh, you know, the coast. You feel me? And we was like out here feeling all this great love, this this unity, this peacefulness with thousands upon thousands of uh, black men. You know what I mean? It was awesome. We came back here and we're like, we got to keep this going in the town. So we started a show here called Outside the Box. 
from outside the box that kind of birthed into us just doing little videos on Facebook and stuff called Take Him to Church. And it was mm-hmm. taking game that we had in the streets and just transferring it into um, into some positive encouragement because we, we, there was a lot of good stuff we learned in the streets. We just, Like I said, we just didn't know how to use it right. right. You know, so that was that. And from there, doing that about a year, we got all these different shows on YouTube, taking the church, and we go to different hoods and have have hitters and have reputable people from each hood that would talk, you know, positive stuff. Albums coming out, beginning of the year. We got rappers, speakers from every hood, take them to church. This is not an average album. This is not a rap album, bro. And we just trying to give game. It's called A Message from the Big Homies. Volume one. Next year, we're going to drop another one, and it's going to be, you know, have the young, next generation hit it off. We just getting, we just getting it started off you right. feel me so who are some of the artists that will be featured on that man you got uh og damu uh little cs big trial from gladiator boxing uh myself uh magnificence you know sideways uh, diesel barzo it's it's some it's some folks on here chris mackin from the south my dude he got a hard poem on there man called i wish every black man did push-ups it's gonna kill bro <laughs> Uh yeah, uh truth. Well, Nisha, you know, it, it um going in. Pastor Terry Brooks, Minister Hugh, you know, intro, outro. We you know we showing unity on everything because they gang banging the church too. But we showing now nah, we ain't even gang banging there. You feel me? Muslim Christian, I don't care what you are. You about the betterment of your pe- other people. We with you. You feel me? So what do you guys hope to gain from that project? Uh, shoot, really? Uh, we want to just, we want to get the message out there. And we know people get messages different ways. Not everybody listens to the radio. Right. Not everybody tunes in to, on, on social to certain, you know, everybody yeah. gets their messages differently. So this is just one more method. We're trying everything possible to get out our folks. Okay. So we had to deliver a message. We know there's homies that be, you know, you work out or you in your car or whatever, and you just want, you need to hear some, po- what do you, like I asked earlier, so. If you wanted to hear something hard, you know, that you could feel and vibe to, but you didn't want to just hear about, man, I dumped on this. And, you know, I, I double batch and shot him up. You know, yeah, you yeah, ain't yeah, shot yeah. up that many people, bro. You be <laughs> under the jail. I love you, though. I love gangster rap. Don't get me wrong. Right, right, I love it. But sometimes I want to turn something different on because yeah. the words are powerful. And I'm putting that in my head all day long, you know. Then you pimp them, sh- then you go act like that. Yeah, pimp them, shoot them, kick them, stab them. Pimp, pimp, shoot them, stab them. Pimp, I want to pimp, shoot, kill, stab. That's what I want to do after hearing that all damn day. Exactly. That's so, power in itself. It, huh? That's power in itself. It's power in itself. Right. So we want to use that power, use the, you know, because it, 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 it be, it ain't even that we all the way agree with what we're hearing. We're so used to hearing it, and it's the vibe of the music, the beat, the delivery, because we're skilled. Right. So, homie, Mozzie delivering. I love it. Go ahead, Mozzie. I know you just shot up. 30 people in the last two <laughs> tracks but it was hard though and you had old boy singing then boosie badass I th- oh yeah i'm slapping this let's go <laughs> but at the end of the day what am i putting in my head so uh you know what i mean so this is an album that's gonna relate to the homies in the hood you know it's from got hitters in here people i mean just people that that you can uh, recognize that are recognized in their hood delivering a good message to the homies and we hope this is gonna give encouragement Right. To the next generation, we hope this is gonna get homies thinking about the decisions they making, and we hope some unity is gonna come out of here. Just positivity. This is a hood motivation album. I like the hood motivation. Church. We need that. One hundred percent. Yeah. So what if like other cities like L.A. or you know Oakland and Sacramento, mm-hmm. other places start like following the same. Thing. Bro, you know how happy I be? My smile already big. My smile gonna be bigger. I'm gonna have to get a new face. I'm gonna outstretch my face with that smile. You know why? 
I'm gonna rewind back when we started paving great futures, right? Yeah. We're young. We don't know. I, I, I'm straight. We from the streets to nonprofit, bro. Was no transition. Wasn't no here. Go to college. Learn this class. Do this. No. Nah, it was like we in the hood. We recognize a problem. We ain't waiting. Let's go. Paving our futures. So we telling people all the different things, our plans and stuff. A couple people bit us, right? Took yeah. our idea, start doing it. And uh, like really, because they had the money and was in position already. We wasn't. We was just young and ambitious. So um, at some point, me and my partner, me and me and Magnificent, me and Jay, we had a conversation. And it was like, if someone is going to copy, some, our, our purpose is to build an organization to help save the homies in the hood, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If someone copies that and has the same purpose and helps save the homies in the hood, I'm not mad. Please copy. We need help. Yeah. And there's a lot of us. I can't help everybody. I don't want to be fooled to think I can. Mm-hmm. So if a next person, organization, wants to start paving late futures over here <laughs> with the same purpose in helping young homies get their life together, right. how can I be mad at that, bro? Please copy, copy, copy. So if, if L.A., Frisco, if they catch on to this of uniting their hood and getting real reputable to spread this message, bro, that's an accomplishment. And the fact that it came from the 619, I'm happy, bro. Right, right. That's real. Please copy, bro. Yeah. That would be amazing. Could you imagine that? It's birthed here, this album, this ours, the way we did it, everything, and then other people, it sparked their mind, and then now they start creating albums like this. Right. Oh, that's amazing. That is. That's epic, bro. I can only wish. And we breathe that out into existence. You know what I mean? They breathe that out there. I hope it does get copied over and over again. You feel me? Yeah. Keep no ideas to yourself, man. We need help. But you look like harboring good stuff. <laughs> like you're going to be the one with it. I'm yeah. not... <laughs> Come on, we need we need thirty youth uh, message from the youth shows out there. Not everybody listening to this one, but there's youth out there that need to. Yeah. So if another group does it and they reaching a whole other set of the homies, we accomplishing our mission. Back on, it's not about us, the individual. F you. <laughs> you, uh, I'm nothing. This is right. shell. I died when my brother died, homie. I'm here for my folks. I'm here for my young and uh, core. I'm here for my young homies to not have to go through what we had to go through. Straight up. Please copy. That's real. I never heard of nobody having a pastor on that album before. Mm-hmm. He got it popping. So Pastor Brooks, he started off with the intro. It's hard. And it's like he he he's giving a call, a call to order, like, go out there. He's like, go out there and get the young homies. And he's saying he's like, you know, I'll I'll share it with y'all, but he's like, you know, his job is inside the church. Like he got, a, basically he got influence over the church, right. but there's folks outside the church that need help. And, and he may not be able to reach them, but y'all can go get them. So that's like the car. And then at the end, we got minister Hugh from the nation. Yeah. He at the end and he ended it off. You feel me? So two great reputables that I, I respect out here in the city. You know what I mean? Really putting their they feet to their mouth. You know, a lot of people, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. when it comes time to action, they say slow to move. You know what I mean? Not them brothers. They make it. They make it happen. That's true. That's true. So what's going yeah. on with your book? Oh man, raised in Pimp City, the book has been out for since the end of October. Now it's been doing great. I've been getting a lot of good feedback. Just got invited to go speak in a with Thailand in a, oh. in March. Yeah, in just Thailand. got invited to go speak in, in Thailand in March. I've got several speaking engagements throughout this country just based off that book. Recently, got a TED talk coming up. Um, yeah, it's going down. The book has sparked a, a lot of attention and it's just starting. You know, it, it, it's the truth 
about the um, subculture of, of pimping and prostitution, the explosion that happened here in San Diego in the mid-90s. You know, right. human sex trafficking, they're pushing it as a big issue, like it's new right now, but we've been dealing with pimping and prostitution forever. You know, and the epidemic hit our 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 community a while ago. I got involved, you know, as 16 going on 17 years old is when I got into the pimp trade, me and my homies. That was the coolest thing to do. And like I said earlier, not one of us had a dad or a mentor or a guy that told us, no, hold up, little homie, don't do that. Now our older uncles and stuff was like, yep, that's how you do it. You know, and and then you listen to the rap music that I'm listening to, and they just saying, "Go, yeah, do it, do it, do it." Right. So we did it. But this book is aimed to educate our folks because right now it's not what it was when I was in the game, and not that it was good then, but like now they're handing out football numbers for for even attempting to pimp right now. I work as a I work as a court consultant. I, there's a um I'm in I was in Sacramento last week. There's a brother whose case I got. He's 25 years old. He's 25 years old. No priors, nothing. No victim. He's facing a minimum fifteen years. I think the high end is thirty. With no, with nobody saying he did anything, and he's catching a human sex trafficking charge right now, based off the Instagram posts and phone conversations. So it's like you don't even have to. People, it's not like it was. They want you. If you're a young black man, you're out here screaming, pimping, all this stuff. You got it on your Insta, whether you're doing it or not, bro. They're coming for you. This is a heavily targeted looked at topic right now. Right. They're not getting us for gang activity like that. It's slowing down because, you know, we got backlash now. Oh, you document, you know, it's an issue if you document a gang. It's not a, if you, it's not an issue if you go after a trafficker. They're not calling it a pimp. But if you go after that trafficker, then it's an issue. And so, I mean, honestly, that I'm not, let me be clear. I'm not condoning the lifestyle at all. Right. I understand why people get into it mm-hmm. now, nobody woke up at 12 years old and said i want to be a pimp or a prostitute when i get older when the teacher asks them what do you want to be when you grow up that didn't happen but there was a set of circumstances and conditions that they grew up in that led them to think that this was a feasible lifestyle for them that it was normal that it was normal right it was okay and you didn't see no other options you already had no belief in yourself you don't think you can do anything else of course i'm broke i'm broke you know so my, this book is, is, is not, you know, there's some crazy stuff happening, too. There's kids being kidnapped out there. Right. There's people coming from foreign countries. There's all kind of, there's torture. There's people getting drugged up. All these are different other forms of trafficking. There's family trafficking their own kids. There's people in Africa that are getting trafficked to Europe right now regularly. Right. This, this, but that's not what I know. I know the hood. I know El Cajon Boulevard. I know Southeast. I, I know the hood. Right. And I know what we got into with the pimping and prostitution we got into. I know that. I'm an expert at that. So that's what I speak on. And I try to give understanding because really just arresting people and locking them up once they get into life, but not giving them the services and, and helping them to not even go that route. That's what I'm, that's what this book is here for, to get some understanding. You feel me? Yeah, that's deep. Yeah. And the cool thing about it, too, a lot of young women look up to the role models are like, you know, floozies, if you will, you mm-hmm. know. Like, they look up to women that talk about sex all day or the rappers sing about sex all day. Right. So they think that's normal to be, you know. Right. Uh-huh. So, and, and look at it. So really, so the girls, it's, you got us. We're dudes. You got us. Right. Guys, you got girls in the hood. We right here, right? Your homegirls you grew up with, was in school with. Right. We're listening to the same music. We're watching the same movies. We're in the same hoods. So what is happening to both of us is I hear... 
since a kid even, not even just rappers, but media period puts a price tag on a woman. Right. It, it, it sexualizes her. That's all she's worth is sex. So that's what we get embedded into our head. But we're not the only one here. So now you got the girl over here who's getting the same messages, but this about herself now. Yeah. So she's getting the same messages that there's a price tag on me. I'm only worth sex. And she's getting, we're getting those messages repeatedly over the span of our life. So it's easy. It's not a problem. You know, for when a, when a pimp tells a girl, you're already, you're already having sex with a bunch of dudes. You might as well get paid for it. Right. It actually sounds logical when you hear that. You know, so it gets to we need to help the youth as immediately as little as that we can before this even becomes an option for them. Period. Yeah, that's true. Because like, like you know how you mentioned the, the mixed messages that we get in the no guidance, right? Like even as a male, like I hear like oh like you you turn on the radio, you hear about like the sex sales because all you hear is sex, sex, sex. Mm-hmm. Even R and B music, from rap music to R and B music, everything crosses over. Right. Everything's just sex. Country western, right? With every music, mm-hmm. this country is even pushing sex on us since you were born. You can't walk through a grocery store at you three years old. You in a grocery aisle looking at People magazine with a half naked girl selling a burger. It, it, it's been pushed on you since you was a before you knew what breasts were. You were in your face, <laughs> right. guaranteed. And I ain't talking about the milk. You was it was in your face, like pushing this. You know you can't turn on TV. Your mom, you moms used to close, cover your eyes until you turn your head. Now it's so much they can't even do that. You can barely watch cartoons without monitoring them these days. You know what I mean? So it's getting pushed on our heads, man. So we just got, like I said. We can't we can't fight we can't fight the system. We can't fight the system. But the system is there and in place to do exactly what it's doing. So it's like a concentration of energy because we have to fight the system. There's groups of people that do that and they do a good job. And then but then there's people that are just building our community too. You know, we have so many angles we have to fight. We can't some people are just fighting police brutality, some people are just doing economics. Find your lane, what you're passionate about. And um, and help the folks, man. Right. So, is there any more places we could find find your book? Like, where, where can somebody reach your book? Um, the book is on Amazon, Amazon.com, Raised in Pimp City. Um, find it there. And, you know, my Armand King, A R M A N D K I N G. Look me up on all social platforms. I'm there. Uh, you see, I'm bright. You ain't hard to find. If you said you couldn't find me, use a lie. Yeah. <laughs> so, how should the community combat sex trafficking? Mm. So, I'm into prevention, like I said. So the community should combat sex trafficking by educating our youth early, exposing them to other opportunities and resources. Remember, your kids are not monsters. They didn't just wake up one day and this was just what they wanted to do. Something created this atmosphere, right? So it's like to combat it, let's face the root of the problem. Because just locking people up, that's like, okay, you got a weed growing above the ground and we just cut the weed in half. Right. The weed didn't die. Mm-hmm. So keep growing. That's what cutting it in half is putting somebody in jail. Yeah. Get under the ground. What caused this problem in the first place? Fix that. Then we'll stop it from growing and not just wait until somebody messes up at 1921. Now they got 20 years in a pen for what? Help that kid. You know what I mean? So that's how the, the community needs to wrap around our youth and, and service them because we're still not doing that as a whole. Is we got pockets and groups, which is good. Continue to grow that. Continue to do what y'all doing. Message from the youth. 
sir. They need to hear you too. The older I get, the grayer my hair gets, the, the, the less my voice matters. Mm. Unfortunately, I could be saying all the right things in the world. And a lot of people did have a preacher, a teacher, a mother, father around that said the right things and still went to the streets. Because you don't, you don't really hear them. They're not going in one ear and out the other like the saying is. It's getting stuck in a black box in the back of your head and you don't open up until later on in life. But in the meantime, we hope you don't die or go to jail. Catch a long bed. Right. You feel me? Right. So what should someone do that's insect trafficking right now do to get out of it? <sighs> Bro. That it, the, so the sad thing is you got to get get with get with lived experience people get find somebody find somebody that's already gotten out and get their advice and get their cuz everybody's situation is different and there's no like some people are in this cuz they're broke like they they really they don't know no other way i think about my friends that i've had that i mean for now that have been in for 10 years 20 years 5 years that don't know nothing else really right. who missed their 20s and now they 30 or in their 20s and you don't even think you can do anything else um, you find somebody that's made it out, you know, find a group organization that deals with this and, and seek the help. There is help out there. Unfortunately, it's not presented to the people. It's not coming into the hoods where we are, you know, but we need to but seek it out if you because it's out there and it's growing more in abundance. Um, and even with Paving Great Futures, if you if you want to get out male or female, if you are pimping you in the game and you want to get out. We got a home right here. You can call Paving Great Futures. You can come in and we're going to help you get your situation fixed. If you're a girl in the game, we got programming right now. We got the Jules program currently running um, all women entrepreneur program geared towards women survivors of human sex trafficking. We have multiple programs with people that relate to you. I was in the game. Co-founders. We were, we, our organization, we've been involved, <laughs> right, right. you know, at some level. So we know we're not judgmental. We right. are you. We are you. Was there anyone that said, like, your program changed my life or something? Consistently. Ooh. Consistently. Multiple people. I, video, I mean, I don't even know who run the list down, but for, for sure, why I love and what gives me more drive is when I can see people's lives changing. You know, and sometimes when you get too big in the organization, whatever, you don't really see the work that you're doing. I see the work. I see people that... You know, and it's not like I can say, okay, this person's grade point average. I'm not this hum. The homie used to do drive bys. Now he doesn't. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy. Right, right. The homie used to be banged out and not want to do nothing. Now he got a job and he's working on his business plan. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. The homegirl was in the game for 20 years. Now she's our office manager. She got in the game at 16 years old. She's 36 right now. Now she works for Paving Great Futures, going to school, getting, uh, uh, going, going to Grossmont College with straight A's, you know, continue success. You know, all my homies that just get, they get out the pen. They need my homie Nuke Boomin. Shout out to Nuke. Talking about, he, he got out. He did 10 years in the pen. Get out, come into our program. Now the man launched his Boomin clothing line. Just did a, a give back toy drive in, South, in Spring yeah. Valley Park. You know what I mean? Right. Talking about successes and what did he, what did that show? Because he's a reputable. Now you have other homies that was there seeing this positive activity. You know, Park looked a little bit different with the homies this time, but we got G's out here for the families, for the kids. Stuff is changing. Much you know? more positivity. Much more, bro. This is a great time to be alive. Don't get discouraged. You don't get and be ready to carry this on. I'm 38, homie. I'm 20 years. Right. 
Okay? Mm-hmm. As a, and I'm still young and cool and having fun. So understand the scope of life, too, and how much time you really have. So being at 18, or you say you're 17? Yes. yes. 17, 18, right now, you guys have so much ahead of you in life. Don't be in a rush to feel like you have to know what you want to be or what you got to do right now. Don't. Experiment. Taste everything positive and, and figure out where your role is best met um, in this fight. Because you guys obviously have a passion for the people already. Yeah. Now, what is that? What is, what, how is that going to be delivered? And like I said, I just I started this at like 30. Right. Y'all at 18, you got a huge jump start. Right, right. Huge jump start, bro. And with good, and with good brothers in the hood and mentors that's going to make sure you succeed, bro. And not, I'm not just me. There's a bunch of us out here. There really is. You know, Delshawn Lynch, y'all had him on your show, right? Yeah. Come on now. That's my little bro. Look at the generations right here. From you to Delshawn to me. Right. We're going to change this shit. This is it's over. It's over. I'm happy. This is over, bro. So. We're going to change the cycle. We're gonna, 100%. It's changing. Not going to change it. We're changing it. Y'all changing it by doing this. This is a piece. Come on now. So if we have generational wealth, you think we would not have the things we have now? One hundred percent, of course. Get life insurance. Get life insurance for your kids, for you. Get life insurance. Hmm. We we waste that money on bottles. You know, <laughs> I have a life. I have two life insurance policies. One of them I pay thirty five dollars a month for. One of them I pay fifteen dollars a month for. I spend more than that on on cannabis in in, in a week. Right. Get life insurance. Million dollar policies. If I die tomorrow, my mom, my sister, my my my. Million dollar policy. What can you imagine? I just said I had eight best friends, right? Right. Four of them have been murdered, right? If each one of them had a million dollar policy, that's four million dollars that would have got brought back to the hood, to our family circle. And think about all the homies that have been lost. Right. What if they family had a life insurance policy? Yeah, so so that and, their family don't have to scrape up the money. What? Yeah. I'm tired of car washes and fish fries. Exactly. Bro. Let's set, set ourselves up. And especially and for those homies that still want to be in the mix. And even if you're not all the way in the mix and you working your way out or whatever the case may be. If you know you're still in the turf, man, get your life. And you got kids too. Right. Get life insurance policies on yourself. You're spending more money than on that, on, on, on your yak, on your hand bottle. <laughs> you, I guarantee if you smoke... And you smoke Swishers. Let's just do that. You're, you're spending a dollar fifty. We'll say that. I'll say let's go a dollar, a dollar, and I'm going low a day. If you really smoke, you smoke every day. You spend a dollar. That's thirty dollars right there. And knowing you're spending more than that, and you putting some in those, you easily spending two to three hundred. We have the money, and we just allocating it incorrectly. Mm-hmm. So what's your message to the youth? Change this around. The cavalry is not coming for us. The help that we need is going to come from within us. You do have help out here. There is a change that's happening for your life and your kids' lives. If you feel the desire to get into the movement, to help in any way you can, to help educate your peer groups, attach on to um, message to the youth, to these young brothers right here. Find you that we're out here. Pillars of the community. 
uh, Amir Alliance for Success, Project Aware, Youth Empowerment, Paving Great Futures, Fancy. That I can keep. We have a nice squad that's brewing right now. That's here to help us, kids. You have a home. We love you. We want you. You are not our future. You are right now. We need you now. Right. That's deep. So I read in the New York Times that black people hold five dollars and four cents for every one hundred dollars a white person has. So what should we invest in to change that? Um. So we have we have bro we have money we just spend it outside of our community so i'm not sure about that number and new york times and what is their reason for even putting that on us for some reason people yeah. media wants to push on us that we're inferior and we're weak and it keeps us right. from thinking we're even better that didn't say that uh, cumulatively the black blacks in america have enough wealth to have a, of a third of a, a one of the third smallest con- uh, country right yeah right but we just keep we don't we we've been we get the money and spend it elsewhere we're not a, we don't we don't have a walmart right now where we can go spend for ourselves and then hire our folks we need it yeah and we've had it you know and in previous to um uh integration we had tons of businesses and then suddenly when we got integrated we felt it wasn't we didn't support our businesses as much because it was we were kept out of these other businesses for so long. It was like now I can go there. I'm going there. It right. was the smartest. That was the smartest capital capitalistic move this government could have did was have integration. That's right. Because now all the money just got taken now. And it's going to them. Yeah. We don't want to go to a black hotel anymore. They start closing down. Boop, 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 boop. All this stuff. Boop, boop, boop. Because we didn't because before we had to go to our own. So that was a that was a maneuver. So the, our current condition and where we at this was by design. I just say we keep this, this. We start building businesses, support your support, 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 and don't be so. Ugh, they you know we be hella critical when it's our own stuff. Yeah. You know when it's somebody else, uh, they they might have you know I asked for cheese and didn't put cheese on my burger, <laughs> but you still go back the next day. You know you might get a little mad. But let 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 a soul food black restaurant or something do that. You mad and I ain't never going back there. That's why I don't mess with black. It can change your mentality. Right. Change your mentality and support 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 local support uh minority owned businesses. So how do you see that change? Like when you was growing up, the black businesses. Um, I honestly on the black business scale, I think I. It's about the same from when I was a kid, you know. But I think a lot more support I'm seeing happening right now. And honestly, I'm loving, uh, especially here in San Diego, I'm loving the, the few different bros that got clothing lines and I'm seeing people supporting me and stuff. I'll start, I, I probably will never buy a T-shirt or a sweatshirt from a, a store that wasn't representing the homies now. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's how we can keep, keep, it, keep it going and keeping hatred out of you not buying this because it's, I don't like that guy. He's from up. No, buy that. You need some right. clothes, right? Mm-hmm. You got the money, go spend it anyway. Yeah. Oh, yes. So I heard you teaming up with Black San Diego. How's that going? Oh, I've always Black San Diego. I love them, Sheree. That's my Black San Diego. Yeah, Sheree. That's my sis. We grew up together. Bell Middle School, Mount Ghetto. You know, we did that. That's uh, but I love what Black San Diego is doing. Uh, just the talking about generational wealth and all this stuff. They are creating that. They're getting that database. That is when I said, find your niche. What do you? Where do you think? Okay, I can help here. Cause like. What Black San Diego is doing, that's what they're doing. And we need that. You know what I mean? It's great. So um, hopefully we got a project um, underway right now where we might be in the same location. Well, I'm not going to speak too much on that, but coming soon. Yeah.
Hopefully we can come back. We come back together and talk about that. Right. When it happens. Yeah. You feel me? Most definitely. What yeah. should we be aware of in the community? Um, just be aware of the change that's happening. Don't if you inside your head are thinking like you want change, but you think you're alone and nobody else does, you're wrong. There are a lot of people out here that are fighting and want change too. You are not alone. Push forward. Recognize it. Well, it's a great time to be alive, bro. It's amazing right now. It's like now. a gold mine, huh? It's a gold mine right now. Yeah. You see how easy it is to get famous and successful? Bro, it's on you and your work ethic. Right. Right. It, even even the old guards that kept you from, you know, getting out there, they're gone now. Social media has killed that. The internet has killed, not just social media, the internet has killed that. You can, you can it don't matter what you look like behind that wheel. You get bread. Get your money. Get your money. Don't sleep. Don't use your. Don't use Facebook just for for chatting with your friends and gossiping. Right, right, right. So many people use that for that. One hundred percent. But hey, it ain't for everybody. You got You got to want it. You got to straight want it. Right. Yeah. You got to use social media for your as a branding tool. Please. Yeah. Connection, all different kind of stuff, man. I, I made more money. If you're in the business and you're not on LinkedIn, you're slipping. Man, I, in the past year, I probably made 30 racks off of LinkedIn. Like, Damn. you're in business and not on LinkedIn, you're slipping. You're going backwards. You're going backwards. You're going backwards. So, there, I just dropped a little jewel on you. Get get your LinkedIn game up. So For how real. Hmm? How do you work LinkedIn? Oh, similar to uh, Facebook right now, but the difference is the same post I post on Facebook, um, not going to be seen as many times. The, the algorithm, the way it works on LinkedIn right now is you get way more uh, organic reach, way more exposure. Yeah, and, and also then, on LinkedIn, like, you know, there's more business people. Right. You know? So you so you can't go, you got, you got you know, let's go, let's go uh, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. We'll just use those. Um, your mentality is different when you're on each one. When you're on Instagram, you're thinking more lit. You're like, it's a little bit different. You, you're expecting to see some different stuff. You're thinking different Facebook. So you can't just post the same stuff on all three because people's mentalities are different on those. And LinkedIn, that's your professional, your businesses. So it may be the same post, but your wording may change True. to go towards that audience. So you got to think about that. And LinkedIn is where your professionals are. The business people, they're right there. Right, right, right. Make sure that's happening with our LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out your LinkedIn. Oh, my Armand King. I ain't, yeah. like I said, I am not hard. Pa- <laughs> paving great futures, all social media platforms, and Armand King, all social media platforms. Where else can people reach you at? All social media platforms. Hey. <laughs> Make sure you guys tap in with us on, right here on Facebook, our Instagram, LinkedIn, all of that. Message for the youth. We coming for you. Let's have a website up too as well. And I'm Tariq Harris. Shemiko Harris. And once again, Armand King from Heaven Great Futures. Beaming. Yes, sir. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah.